Lucy Letby is accused of the murder of seven babies and the attempted murder of ten others. While she was working on the neonatal unit at the Countess of Chester Hospital. Letby denies all of the charges over the incidents. Lucy Letby was the only person working on the night shift. It was alleged in court that their mother was apparently told by Miss Letby, trust me, I'm a nurse. This is a podcast about one of the most anticipated criminal trials for years. It involves the most shocking of allegations, the alleged murders and attempted murders of tiny, premature babies at the hands of a neonatal nurse whose very job it was to look after them. Lucy Letby is on trial at Manchester Crown Court, accused of killing seven infants and injuring ten more at the Countess of Chester Hospital in Cheshire. In total, there are 22 charges, all of which she denies. I'm Liz Hull, Northern Correspondent for the Mail, I will be in court to report on the case as it develops. And I'm Caroline Cheatham, a broadcast journalist. Every week on this podcast, we'll examine what's happened and bring you the details behind the headlines. This is the trial of Lucy Letby. The case against Lucy Letby is that she murdered or tried to kill 17 babies while she was working as a neonatal nurse at the Countess of Chester Hospital in the northwest of England. She denies the charges. The babies in this trial are not being named for legal reasons, and the identities of their families are also being protected. They're known only as babies A to Q. Seven of the babies died. Ten survived. Each one of these babies was or is someone's son or daughter and the mums, dads and families of every baby are present in court, listening to every detail of how their child was allegedly killed or harmed. We'll be bringing you that detail as the jury is hearing it from the prosecution and defence. We're getting behind the headlines to explain far more than the news reports you'll be reading, watching and listening to. And the importance of a fair trial is paramount, so we won't be getting into anything in this podcast that the jury have not been told, because they are the 12 people who have to decide the outcome of this case. The jury is hearing about each baby in turn. They've been told nine babies were allegedly killed or harmed by Lucy Letby between June and November 2015. Today, we're focusing on the 10th baby in this case, who the prosecution say Lucy Letby tried to smother. Welcome to episode 15, Baby J. A quick word before we start today, Liz and I are not actually together this week, so we're both recording from our home offices. Yeah, but thanks to the wonders of Zoom, we can still bring you the detail from the court. Baby Jay is a baby girl. She was born eight weeks early, but Liz, by the time she was born in October 2015, her parents had already suffered the heartache of losing one baby because she was supposed to be a twin. Yeah, that's right, Caroline. Baby Jay's mother was originally expecting twins, but she had a difficult early pregnancy and at 17 weeks she went to London for specialist surgery. Jurors weren't told exactly what this operation was or what went wrong, but sadly one of the babies died. And although Baby Jay was eventually born at the end of October 2015 without complications, the first few weeks of her life were tricky because she was born with a perforated bowel. 
Now her mother gave evidence in person to the court, and this exchange between her and Nick Johnson KC is read by actors. After the treatment in London at 17 weeks, they had planned to give me a C-section at 34 weeks. Unfortunately, my membrane started to rupture around about 30 weeks. I was in and out of the Countess of Chester Hospital for two weeks prior to having my daughter, which was by emergency section at 32 weeks and two days. Did the birth proceed satisfactorily? Absolutely, yes. She appeared to be extremely well for her early term. They showed her quickly to us over the screen. She was breathing well, they weren't concerned, and then they whisked her away to the neonatal unit. Were you taken down to the neonatal unit to see her? I was, much later on. She was in room one, which is the intensive care room at Chester. She was in an incubator. She appeared to be doing well. I was there for about 10 minutes when she produced a bit of brown bile from her mouth and we called one of the nurses over. They then started to investigate what was happening. Was the outcome of that that your daughter was taken to Alderhay Hospital in Liverpool by ambulance? That's correct. We were told that they had concerns about her bowel because they had started to do some x-rays and communicate with Alderhay. They had their suspicions. They identified something on the x-ray. A perforated bowel is what was identified. She had emergency surgery at Alderhay the day after she was born. They cut the bowel, removed about one centimetre of the bowel. They made the decision to give her two stomas. That's where the bowel protrudes from the body and allows the bowel to rest from surgery. So Liz Baby J had the operation to repair her bowel and she recovered well. So much so that around 10 days later, on November the 10th, she was well enough to be transferred back to the Countess. Yes, and once there, she continued her recovery. Although she started out in intensive care, jurors heard that over the next fortnight, she moved down through the nurseries on the neonatal unit as she got better and better. The only issue was that she was not gaining as much weight as the doctors would like. But nevertheless, by the end of November, she was being cared for in nursery four. And that's where the least sick babies were. Her mother said that the doctors and she and her husband were preparing for her to go home. But the prosecution say that all changed during the night shift of November the 26th into the 27th, when it's alleged Lucy Letby tried to smother baby Jay, causing her to suffer a seizure. So, Liz, let's go through what the court heard happened on that night shift. Now, a nurse called Nicola Dennison was Baby J's designated nurse that night. Lucy Letby was looking after two other babies in Nursery 3. Yes, but despite this, the medical notes show that Lucy Letby was involved in Baby J's care because she repeatedly co-signed for medication for her. Now, the first time things started to go wrong for Baby J was at around 4.40am. That was just after she was given a feed. She became pale and mottled and one of the more senior nurses, Mary Griffith, had to intervene to help with her breathing when her oxygen levels dropped. Yes, Caroline, she recovered, but the jury was told that she suffered another drop in her oxygen levels 20 minutes later. This time a decision was taken to move baby Jay into nursery two and nurse Griffiths took over her care so she could be monitored more closely. But at just before 7am, the alarm monitoring baby Jay's breathing sounded. By this time, consultant paediatrician Dr John Gibbs, who we've heard from several times already during the trial, was on the unit. Dr Gibbs noted that her oxygen levels plummeted so low that they were unrecordable, 
Her circulation was also poor. Significantly, the court heard, he believed baby Jay was suffering a seizure because her eyes were darting to the left, her arms were stiff and her fists clenched. Soon after this incident, the medical notes show Lucy Letby co-signed for two lots of medication for baby Jay. Yes, and at 24 minutes past seven, she collapsed and needed resuscitating again. Dr Gibbs noticed her fists were clenched again and her eyes rolling to the left. He's due to give evidence next week, and the jury have previously heard that he will say he could find no medical cause for what happened. And Liz, we should probably point out that the prosecution is only halfway through explaining what they say happened to baby Jay. Jury haven't yet heard evidence from the doctors and nurses on duty or the prosecution experts, so we will outline all of that in the next episode. But Mr Johnson previously told them, when he opened the prosecution's case several weeks ago, that the experts will say that the seizure suggests baby Jay's brain was starved of oxygen, most likely by smothering. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. So in the run-up to this night shift, Liz, Baby J's parents had been staying on the unit in what the jury was told was a sort of dry run, if you like, for having her at home to ensure that they could cope with her needs, which were quite complex, really, because of her bowel surgery. Yes, but on the night shift of the 26th into the 27th of November, they'd actually decided to stay at home. Baby Jay's mother was questioned by Mr Johnson and told the court what happened. By that stage of your daughter's stay at Chester, you were staying overnight? The plan was for me to stay overnight for a couple of nights because she was in room four. We were really excited about getting her home. Other than the weight gain issue, she was doing really well. They had taken her off the monitoring system. She was free from them. I was doing the daytime cares and I was staying at night time to see if I could manage that at night as well. Did there come a time on November the 26th when you went home prior to your daughter's collapse? Yes, but I was there every day from 8am. 
What was the first you heard of an issue with your daughter? I received a telephone call from a withheld number informing me to get to the hospital very quickly because she had collapsed. Do you remember when that call was received? Maybe about ten past seven. You were told that she had collapsed and to get here as quickly as you can? Absolutely, yes. And is that what you did? Yes. What did you see when you got to the hospital? My daughter was in a half incubator, a hot cot in room two, which was the high dependency room, and she was connected back up to a monitor and she looked floppy. She was very pale, yellowy in colour and not very responsive. What impression did you get? We were totally and utterly shocked because prior to this, she was extremely well. She was coming home. We were preparing for her to come home and to look after her in the evening. Other than her weight gain, she was fine. Did you speak to Dr Gibbs? No, my husband spoke to Dr Gibbs and had some lengthy conversations with him. I was next to my daughter. I was very distressed by what I was seeing and experiencing. Do you have a clear memory of how your daughter developed on November 27th? We stayed overnight at the hospital and she recovered quite quickly. It was established there wasn't an infection. That wasn't the cause. The cause was unknown at that stage. And like we've seen in previous cases, Lucy Letby finished her shift and began texting her colleague Jennifer Jones-Key. The messages are read by actors and start with Lucy Letby. Wow, it turned manic. Left at 9.15, but others still there. Kiss. Warned you, lol. Don't know what it is. It seems to go pear-shaped. Hope you're okay. Baby J went off, then had 33-week twins born at home. One vented on handover, plus a mountain of antibiotics. Not like Baby J, but you can't allow for ones that just come. Baby J fitting, may end up tubed. You need some sleep. That's not like her at all, wonder if something happened. Thinking maybe sepsis. Oh well, we can only do our best. Have a good day. In bed now. Least I live so close. Kiss. Now, the court also heard evidence that around this time the unit had staffing issues and was very busy. Other messages exchanged between Lucy Letby and her colleagues were read to the court, which showed some of the nurses were unhappy with staffing levels and the numbers of babies they were looking after, which sometimes prompted the unit to close to new admissions. The following exchange between Lucy Letby and a colleague, who can't be identified for legal reasons, begins with the colleague asking Lucy Letby if she'd had a good shift. Good night. No, baby J in two screened. Had profound DSATs and just got 32-week twins born at home. One with cleft lip and only five staff. Kiss. Oh shit, five staff on today you mean? Yeah, five today. Kiss. We closed again then. Jesus. Yeah, closed trying to get someone in. Cleft baby being tubed, I think. Kiss. What a bloody nightmare. It's all a bit tits up. Sounds it. God, I really don't want to come in now. Now, baby Jay's mother also told jurors that staff at the Countess seemed less capable of managing her daughter's problems. Asked by Ben Myers KC, Lucy Letby's barrister, if staff at the Countess were as geared up to deal with the stoma and issues it presented, baby Jay's mother said not as well as older Hay. 
Yes, and she said that at times her husband had to prompt nurses to give their daughter medication. And when they raised concerns, for example, about their daughter's weight gain, there was pushback and they weren't addressed. She also agreed that they didn't seem to have the resources, expertise or time to commit to her daughter's needs. If we raised concerns at the Countess, I didn't feel like they were treated very seriously, she said. Now we'll hear more from the defence next week, but Mr Myers has previously told the jury that the Countess of Chester Hospital was well out of its depth with baby Jay. Now, one of the prosecution expert witnesses who we've talked a lot about, Liz, is Dr Dowie Evans. And in court, we heard some interesting evidence about him, which led to a pretty tense exchange. Yes, the jury was told about some criticism of Dr Evans, which had recently come to light. Mr Myers explained to the jury that last year, Dr Evans was criticised by a judge in the Court of Appeal. And that was in connection with a report he'd produced for a different case. Mr Myers said Mr Justice Jackson had described Dr Evans' reports as worthless, saying he'd expressed biased opinions which were outside his professional competence. Now, Dr Evans refuted the criticism and defended his reputation. He said he stood by the report, stressing that it was the only time in his 35 years as an expert witness that he'd been criticised in such a way. That's right. He claimed he'd not seen the criticism until it was brought to his attention last month. And he insisted that if he'd known about it, he would have told those involved with the Lucy Letby case. He also insisted that all the evidence he'd given to the trial of Lucy Letby had been accurate. He accused Mr Myers of attempting to create a diversion, being insulting and cherry-picking of the worst kind. So that's it for this week. Next week we'll hear more from the doctors and nurses who treated baby Jay. We'll also hear what the prosecution experts say happened to her. Lucy Letby denies all the charges. And we'll both be back next week. See you then. <laughs>